success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and they rarely talk about it because that's not what creates success. Join us here where we'll chat with serial entrepreneurs, both men and women, and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship. We'll talk about the obstacles we faced and how to overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is She's Invincible. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. Oh, but we have a surprise for you. We have She's Invincible turning He's Invincible in the room today. And I'm so excited to introduce you to this Invincible One. Stuart Kaufman is a serial entrepreneur and he is the co-founder and CEO of Pick Cherries and the creator and executive producer of the TV series Addiction Unplugged on A&E. He's an avid podcast listener and a big fan of podcasters and thought of an idea of pick cherries during the pandemic so we can all share podcasts like never before. Oh my gosh, Stu, I am so excited to have you with us today and so excited to share you and your greatness with our listeners. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm oh so my happy gosh. to be here. So let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? Well, that's a, a heavy uh, question, but you know, uh, I am very disciplined. I am, uh, I just work and work and work and work. And um, I have great ideas. I think they're uh, great ideas. Uh, some uh, proved out to not be great idea, but we were just talking. You just keep going and you keep going. And eventually you're going to uh, find the right path. And uh, I've done that for many years, many years. And uh, I did, you know, some great things. So tell us about it. So where did this start? Like when you were young, what did you want to be when you grew up? So my, my dad was a CPA. My two grandfathers were a CPA. So I guess I had to be a CPA. And I went, I went to uh, University of Florida, got my uh, accounting degree, and I got my uh, CPA, and I was miserable. You know, I, I have, I don't have a typical CPA's um, uh, personality, because I have this uh, creative gene in my, in my brain. And so I was trying to do something that I can use my uh, finance and uh, uh, accounting and, you know, uh, you know, use my uh, creative gene. And uh, when I moved to Florida, probably 30 years ago, I'm like, all right, I'm going to just do something. I'm going to just try something. And I actually there was a, there was a. Um, I think it was a scene in Wall Street and you you look in the mirror and say all right you know either you know do this or go back to being an accountant and be happy 
and I started two uh, internet companies. One was uh, Baby Universe. It was uh, e-commerce for everything for babies and uh, toddlers. And the other one was Child View, which is a um, uh, K through eight inter uh, interactive uh, curriculum. It's it was like the first uh, version of distance learning and e-learning. And the the interesting thing, I never had kids, so all all of a sudden I have two uh, company, Baby Universe and uh, Child U, and I never had uh, kids. But you know, I learned a lot. You know, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, we went public with uh, Baby Universe in 2005, and we sold uh, Child U uh, in 2002. So again, we made a lot of mistakes, and it's all about learning for, from your uh, mistakes. For real. So then what happened? So that that's still like, gosh, can you believe 20 years ago? So what did you do after that? You know, it, it's interesting. You know, I, I had a massive stroke when I was uh, 35 in 2001. And then I think changed the uh, trajectory of my uh, professional uh, career. Because, you know, I had to relearn everything. And it was a, a freak accident. I had a, a stroke. And, you know, I was a from New, New Jersey. I could talk and talk and talk. And all of a sudden, as a result of the uh, stroke, I couldn't speak at all. And I had to go back to um, nursery school and relearn everything. And, you know, and I couldn't speak at all for like three months. So you have all these uh, conversations with yourself. And wow. Yeah. And in the end, I think it made me a, a better human and a, a better, you know, friend, um, you know, uh, brother, you know, uh, everything, because you really... Um, I really learned about living in the moment and enjoying the moment. And, you know, this moment between me and you, we, I don't know if we're going to ever have this uh, uh, opportunity again. So, you know, I am, I guess, uh, happy with the little things in life. I love that. The, that's what happens when you have crisis like that and traumatic experiences. So what did you do after you recovered? I can't even imagine. But you know what? It hit me. What you were saying was like, I had to go back to nursery school. And here you just got done saying you had two companies that were around kids and you didn't have kids. You actually were the kid. You went back to that place in your life, right? That is yeah, that absolutely. is really a wild epiphany right there. So then, so once you were recovered from the stroke, what did you set out to do then? You know, it's very funny that you just, I, I've never uh, thought about that. I know it just came to me too, Stu. I was that, like, that's, that, "Wow, I'm going to really think about that uh, today." So you know, uh, my two companies continued. We went public with um, uh, Baby Universe, and we sold uh, Child U. And years, maybe two or three years later, one of my friends in Florida was a great businessman, but he was a raging alcoholic. And eventually, 
came over to my house one day and he was yellow. And, you know, I had no idea. I live in, I used to live in a little cocoon in New Jersey. My dad would, you know, never drink, drank. My mother never drank. So I'm like, okay. And I was trying to help my friend. And I was giving him tough love. And as I, you know, you know, I learned tough love just doesn't work. You know, you, you know, and one day he came over to my, my house and he was yellow. And I said, hey, man, you, you need to go to the doctor. You need to go to the, the hospital. And he went to the hospital and he, and he never uh, came back. And, you know, he died um, probably in 2013. And um, so, you know, I had a new purpose. I wanted to, you know, help people with, you know, addiction and uh, mental health, uh, you know, uh, mental illness. And so I volunteered and then I opened up my own uh, treatment center for drugs and alcohol. And before that, um, I thought that, you know, people that are addicted, they made their bed and now they have to sleep in it. And, you know, then I learned, I, I dealt with many, many uh, people that were addicted. I, I dealt with their families, their uh, friends and family, and no one wants to be an addict. And no one wants to be uh, captured by a substance. And so I, you know, and because I had my stroke and I was, I guess, um, more empathetic, you know, and it, it's almost, um, you know, I'm talking about it and also, you know, you know, thinking about it, their recovery and my recovery are, you know, going on at the same time. And so I got more involved and, um, you know, I ran it for about five or six years. We sold it. And, um, but I learned a lot. I mean, I, I can't even uh, tell you what I, you know, it, it, the talking to the, 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 the parents of uh, someone that is uh, addicted is just heartbreaking. And I, you know, I know thousands of stories and everything, uh, all these stories are so different but they also are so the, the so alike. You know, you start for you know whether it's trauma, whether it's um, you got injured in a sports event and you got a uh, pain pill. There's so many um, there's there's so many uh, causes, but in the end, you're gonna you know you're gonna have the same experience getting uh, help and getting uh, recovered. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. I love what you're saying here. And, and I see you're seeing these epiphanies as well. I see you unfolding. <laughs> like you're telling all this story at one time where you probably only tell bits and pieces of it at different times. And right now it's all coming together. And even you keep referencing these kids of like, now you're saying like having these conversations with the parents of these kids that have addiction 
Like it keeps all going back to the children. So I, I love right. where your heart is. And I, you know, there's just no better work, I think, in the world that you could do to help the young kids. And, you know, and the thing is, it's it's like um, what is more important, right? So there's the kids that have the addiction, but a lot of times it starts with the parents and then the kids are just doing what they've seen or what they've grown up with. And so it's really kind of like, where does it come from? And I feel like it's equally important. We have to work with the parents to stop it so they can set a better example and then work with the kids to kind of undo, right? What was done or rewire what was wired in that. You know, there's a lot of trauma when, when, when you're, um, you know, seven or eight years old or six years old and whether it's, uh, you know, sexual molestation, uh, some other trauma, maybe your dad left, your mom left, someone died. And when you're seven or eight years old, you have all these, you know, incredible feelings and emotions. And we're not taught to you know, manage your um, feelings and your uh, emotions. And it just festers and festers. And all of a sudden, now you're 11 or 12 or 13. And now you have the access maybe to drugs or alcohol. And all of a sudden, everybody wants to self-medicate. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, uh, you know, molestation is not really talked about, but it, you know, I think it's like a epidemic also. Um, but you I know, couldn't agree more. And yeah. I, you know, what's really frightening to me too, is that, you know, the schools are talking in sex ed, you know, about health and girls and what they can expect and boys and pregnancy and birth control. But by the time they actually have that conversation, some of these kids have already been sexually assaulted. Yes. And they don't even know what happened. They don't even know that that's what that was or it had a name because it happens sometimes so young that they don't even know what that is yet. It is so frightening. And and it, uh, you know, follows you for the rest of your life unless you get, you know, help. And, and, you know, and also like, you know, a lot of the um, a lot of the uh, addiction also is from you know being an adult maybe maybe uh um military or um first responders mm-hmm. there's a lot of things like with uh PTSD yeah for sure so so it's you know it's all around us and you know because I did this work and I still do this work um I have a, a different uh understanding so when I see someone that is homeless, you know, and they're they're you know obviously dealing with a mental illness, whether they, if they're uh, addict or not, you know, I, I you know, I, I'm a little bit uh, well, I'm a lot more empathetic, mm-hmm. and no, again, no one wants to live on the street, no one wants to you know have that life, and uh, unfortunately, it's all around us right now and um so you know it's a huge problem i think it's the number one problem in society now um but you know it's it's very sad it is sad it is so you know you know i used to love the um 
to show uh, intervention on A&E. But I, I wanted to do a, when, when I sold the uh, treatment center, I wanted to do something that I can um, amplify what I've learned. So I started uh, Addiction Unplugged, which is a TV show. And it's all about hope and second chances and people helping other people. And I, I think that is a, a way for me to give back. And, uh, you know, we had one season, it was tremendous. And I learned a lot. And now we're doing another season. And it's, you know, we're going to the next level. We have some great uh, guests. And, you know, again, everybody's uh, story is different. But the recovery and helping other people is the common theme. I love that so much. And the empathy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, This has been like the, the thread, the common thread throughout this journey that you've taken. So now you've got the show and uh, the pandemic hit. Right. And then and then boom, here comes and Stu coming in with another new idea. So tell us about that. So, you know, um, it, it's interesting. So I, I've been a uh, avid uh, podcast listener for, for a long time. And, you know, and I've learned that we are social uh, beings. And all of a sudden we're, you know, everybody's. Uh, everybody as as at home so i would go to the the gym and at five o'clock in the morning and i would listen to uh some great uh podcasts and i would be like i would uh, say i would uh text my friends you know uh download this uh podcast go to this episode and go to uh, timestamp one hour, 31 minutes and 30 seconds. And they were talking about uh, a health and wellness tip or going to the gym or whatever. And I would, you know, you know, text my friends and then I would uh, call them during the day. And I'm like, hey, did you listen to them? And they would all say, I would never do that. I mean, it's just a lot of the work. And a lot of uh, time. So I'm like, okay, this is uh, pick cherries. This is exactly what I was thinking about. So now with uh, pick cherries, you can listen to your favorite uh, uh, podcast like yours. And when you hear something that resonates with you or and your friends, you can make a 60 second uh, snippet called a pick cherry, and um, share it with, you know, whether it's a uh, WhatsApp with uh, text, or you can also uh, post it on all the um, social media uh, platforms. So it's really good for, and, and again, this is called social uh, podcasting. So with people love to uh, share, I mean, that, that's the whole premise of social media. You hear something, you see something, and you want to share it. So this is a an extension of social media, and it's social um, podcasting. So you can now share podcasts like never before. So it's sixty seconds, and then you can you know I can send it to you, and you'd be like, oh, that's really interesting. Send it to your friends, 
and your friends can send it to their friends. We have really unbelievable, um, we have a playlist. So you can have a playlist of um, great um, health and wellness uh, tips from your uh, podcast, or you can have it from all the podcasts on the platform. Um, we also have, uh, we, we just got a um, the, the patent for th this uh, creation of audio uh, snippets. So, you know, it's really uh, taken off. We have about 500,000 episodes on the uh, platform, which is not, we, we just started basically a, a year ago. And we have, we have huge uh, podcasts with millions of uh, listeners to, you know, uh, a week to, you know, new podcasts and everyone, uh, everyone in between. And we, we want everybody, you know, and it's really interesting with podcasting. People feel connected because you can uh, get the little niche that you like. You know, if you're watching TV or you're listening to your radio, they're going to tell you what you're going to listen to. But with podcasts, you can, I mean, it, it's unbelievable the, the the niche of a niche of a niche. And it, it's really, you know, and what you're doing, you know, putting everybody together in a community, it's tremendous. And, you know, I'm so happy to be a part of it. Oh, I love that you're part of it. Oh my gosh. And I love Pick Cherry. So I remember early when you first in the very early, early stages of Pick Cherries when I met you and you were describing it and it was there was nothing like it. And I was like, I have I can't even wrap my head around this. What is it gonna do? Where are people gonna go? And uh and then as you progressed, it was so cool to watch it all come together and I had a better understanding. And now I tell everybody, like, get on Pick Cherries not just as a podcast host. I mean, that is a great place because people are picking cherries and you're in there with other big players that you might not be hanging out with in other places and other platforms, but also as a listener, it's a great place to listen. I did exactly what you were describing. I would hear something and I would say to one of my clients that I was coaching, oh my gosh, you got to listen to this. We were just talking about this yesterday in your session, and it was just somebody else, some other expert who was just reiterating the conversation that we had had, and I would do the same thing, and it would take them forever to listen, and I'm like, why don't you just jump on and listen right now? Uh, and it was complicated. So I, I know, love absolutely. this. And then we're, we're not a, a host. You right. know, we, we, we're like, like Apple or Spotify, but we have that little, uh, you know, patented uh, technology that we can uh, share. And it's really good for both sides, the podcasters and the, the listeners. Yeah. Obviously, people love to share with their friends and family. And the, the, the good thing about when listeners share, it also is great for the uh, podcaster. Right. You know, and it really, you know, expands your reach. And it also makes um, your audience more engaged. And in the end, that will also build your audience. So everybody, uh, everybody uh, benefits and there's no cost. So it's, it's really great. And 
you know, it's it's interesting. We're talking to huge people uh, in the uh, podcast or in uh, entertainment, and they're like, "Well, why would I not, you know, s- sign up?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Beats you know? me, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I've seen some you introducing some big players. Um, so, do you want to share a couple big players, and then we'll get on to the this next part? But yeah, who who are you? Just like so excited that you just recently brought there, there's, up. There's there's some someone that uh, I would say in a week or two we're going to have his uh, podcast. Okay, and I, I will I, I, I'm going to go crazy because th- that <laughs> was one of my mentors all my life. Wow, I, I, I can't. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to change myself. But you know, we we have uh, Huberman Labs, which is huge. Um, that it's great. I listen to it every day. Um, that is a great uh, health and wellness. We have uh, Jordan uh, Harbinger. You know, he's in um, in business. We have uh, Smoking Tire, which is really good in cars and uh, racing. Um, we have, you know, a lot of uh, real cl- crime uh, profile. That's a huge one. Um, uh true crime we have uh stored and scale that's a huge one but we but we're not concentrating on the 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 biggest one we want everybody so when 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 you go to uh, pick cherries you're gonna find exactly what you want we we have a great uh actually one of my partners is steve trevino he's a one of the funniest commercial i mean uh, comedians you'll ever hear and it's all about relationships and husband and wife um comedy and it's, it's tremendous and you know a- anybody that i uh share a, a picture with uh steve trevino everybody's like oh my god <laughs> that's yeah. awesome yes that's awesome i love that wow so I noticed too that Tom Billyu just joined. Yes. 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 Which I adore him and his wife, Lisa. And I'm actually reading her book right now, doing a book club with her book, uh, Radical Confidence. So yeah. And then uh Tom is uh, I think it's uh Impact uh, Theory. Yes, that's it's a health, he has a health uh division he's got going on. Yeah. And that is a very, very popular uh podcast. And you know, I I love you know, I love, you know, health and wellness. And um so I, that that's one of my uh favorites. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well what a journey you have taken, Stu, from CPA, which listen, I don't think we ever waste anything. And all of these businesses and this whole serial entrepreneur, it is a good idea to be a CPA, to know what to do with the money, right? How to invest it, when to sell, when to cut your losses, when to grow, when to hold your cards. Like, I think there's what an education to have as you venture into all of these. They're huge. They're not little fun, little sidekicks. They're big things. Uh, and I love that you have that under your belt because that helps you make solid business decisions. But man, I know it's not easy. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Like, you know, when I started uh, Addiction Unplugged and also when I started uh, Pick Cherries, these are huge uh, ideas. And, you know, you know, you have to pinch yourself and be like, you know, maybe it's too big for me. But then also, like, why not me? You know, that's right. 
if, if no one's doing it, I'm going to do it. You right. know, and it's interesting when I was uh, doing, uh, we were interviewing a lot of people for um, addiction unplugged. A lot of people were like, I had the same idea. I had the same idea, but I'm like, yeah, but I, I uh, went forward. You pulled and the I trigger, was, right? You executed. Yeah. You have to, the idea is useless if you don't pull the trigger. Yep. Yeah. And you know, everybody, you know, does uh business plans and you know, and in the end, you're not gonna know what you don't need, know. Like you you cannot see the future. So you have to, you know, do your your best and um, you know, plan your 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 uh, future, but you have to be very uh nimble. And flexible because, you know, you never know. And there's, you know, there's a a really good book. The obstacle is the way. And it basically said, you're you're not going to go from point, you know, uh, A to B, which just it's not going to be a straight line. It's, you know, all the way. And, you know, and you you need to be, um, you know, flexible and not married to your ideas and uh to survive and uh thrive i love that that is such good advice too because i i actually was going to ask you what is it about you that makes you different that there's everyone has ideas everybody i mean look at the guy who made pool noodles right like he's a gazillionaire right over, right, right. Over a styrofoam tube with a hole in the middle like what but how many people were floating in a pool thinking i wish i had something I could float with, right? Millions of people. And yet there was this one person who did it. So, so that was my question. What is it about you that gives you the ability or I mean, like too dumb to doubt? Like <laughs> that's how I feel. Like I'm, Probably, I'm too dumb to doubt, <laughs> but no, you know what? I just keep everything. Like I think I could do it all. What is it about you? What makes you different? You know, it's a great question. And, um, I mean, I think it's different now than when I was, you know, 30 or 25, I, you know, now I know that, you know, I, I know my strengths. I know that like my, my uh, partner, uh, Liam in uh, Pick Cherries, he is into, you know, he's an expert at um, advertising and business development, and he's a beautiful speaker. That's what I need. Like I, I know that you know how to operate a business, so it's a perfect, um, it's a, a perfect fit. But also, like, I will, I would love to um, try idea, and if I'm not successful, I, at least I tried. And I, I think that as as time went on, and I, I'm a little bit older, I would rather uh, try and fail than just not try at all. And I don't know what, how that got into me, but it, you know, that is, you know, my, uh, it's in my uh, DNA now. I love that. Do you think that it came from the rewiring when you had your stroke and you like were there and you couldn't do anything and you had one choice and that was try, right? Like you, there were no other choices for you. You, all you could do was try. You know, you know, it's interesting. Like I, I never knew that I had that strength to come back from a massive stroke. 
until you're in the, in the fire. And just like you said, you're, you're, you're a good uh, social worker. Like, it, you know, uh, it, that, that, that's, you know, you, you ask some great questions, like really uh, insightful uh, questions, but I didn't know that I had it in me until you had to, like I, I had to, you know, either, you know, live a, a life of uh, uh, disability or come back. And and it, it wasn't uh, easy at all, and you know everybody. Uh, thank God I had you know great support system and great f- friends and family, but um, you know they're not going to be there every day. So you have to um, you know motivate yourself. And once I saw that I was making a little bit of uh, improvement day by day, I'm like okay. I, I can uh, handle this, and I would rather it be me than my sister or my parents back then. Um, so I'm like, okay, you know, I guess there's a, a saying like, God only gives you what you can handle. Yes. So I'm like, you know, I, I again, I didn't know that I had this in me, but you know, I proved myself uh, that I can do it. I love this. And you know what? I'm going right off the rail with you right now. And this is what I want to say is to the people out there that are waiting to feel like they can do it. You are never going to feel like you can do it because you can't tap into that part of your being until you have no other choice. So while people, this is why people aren't pulling the trigger because they have these doubts and they're afraid to risk and they're afraid to fail. And they're waiting until they feel confident, like, oh, I can do this, right? I can leap that, scale that tall building, or I can dive off that high mountain. Uh, You don't actually get to come face to face with what you are made of and who you really are until that moment. That is a defining moment. You said it, Stu. You said, I didn't even know I had that in me until. I had no other choice. It's like you can be disabled. That can be, it's a choice. At the end of the day, it's a choice. And you you opted to get up and do it and try. And that, this just amazes me. And what I'm so amazed because not only did you do that for yourself, because you wanted, you weren't done with life. You still had life to live. You had things you wanted to do. You had hopes and dreams and plans and ideas, as you say, these great ideas. But look what you did for the rest of the world, because because you got up, because you got recovered, right? I say that as the process of going through recovery, because you didn't give up and you fought really hard and tapped into those internal sources that you have within you, you are now making a huge impact in the world. You're helping people with addiction. You're helping people heal. You're you're broadcasting a message throughout the world through A&E on this TV show, Unplugged, this addiction unplugged. And you're also giving a bigger platform through podcasting to give resources to so many people for free, like which is just unheard of. Uh, But but you could have chosen to lay in that bed and have your pity party and call it a day but you refuse to do that. 
you know, seriously, you're going to be my, uh, you know, press agent. Like you're, you're the best, you know, it, it's, you know, listen, there's, and we were talking about the, the, the good, the bad and the ugly. Well, yeah, we're not going to go there yet, but okay, yes, right. let's, let's do this. We're going to shift now and we're going to talk okay. about addiction. Okay. okay. Cause okay. I feel like there's a lot of facts and I know you touched a little bit earlier on that. Uh, but there's a lot of facts about addiction, where it comes from, um, you know, is it inherited? Is it, you know, environment? Is it trauma? So I want to talk about addiction and I want to talk about resources for it. So let's jump into that. We're going to spend a few minutes there and then we'll shift over to the next part. So, all right, we know the story. I'm going to just go back and kind of summarize and I want you to fill in the blanks, but we know the story about your friend who was an alcoholic and drank himself literally to death. Uh, and you, there was nothing you could do. Uh, and, and that is so true, Stu, is that, you know, you can't scream at them. They're still not going to change, right? The problem is that they don't think they have a problem. <laughs> so when you try to help them, they think you have a problem. They don't think they have a problem. And then that, that's the thing, like, and he found out too late. And this is where I want to like really bring this message in because there are other people out there that are struggling right now and you can save them with your message today because they're not, it's not too late for them. And so it's the starfish story, right? We can save this one or that one. And so I would love to do that. So let's talk about addiction. Um, what are some of the signs, like as a person, you don't think you have a problem. How would you know? What, what should you look for? Well, that's that's a uh, huge um, uh, question, um, and and uh, frankly, I'm not uh, qualified to 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 uh, answer. Uh, you know, I'm not a social worker. I, I don't. But you know, when when you have when when your uh, your life is unmanageable, and um, you're you know destroying your uh, relationship with your family with your loved ones you're, you're you're losing your job and i mean people know i mean people know and some people are not you know uh willing at that time to get help and then some people um they want to get help but they can't let go but in the end and and this is you know and this is not about uh addiction unplugged we're part of the, you know, the uh, solution. The stigma and the shame for addiction and uh, mental health um, play a huge uh, role in preventing uh, preventing people from getting help. The the, the good thing is, uh, when we started uh, six six years ago. We would talk to a, a lot of uh, corporations that we want to uh, help uh, sponsor us. And they said, I love what you're doing, but we can't have our logo and our name in the same uh, sentence of addiction. And over the net, probably five or six years, the, uh, the stigma and the shame are slowly but surely going down. And when a, um, a Hollywood 
um, entertainment uh, entertainer wants to sell a book, they start with, I was an addiction, I was addicted to this. So, you know, it, it's coming. And that, that's part of our, our, uh, our mission of our show is to, you know, you know, uh, get rid of the stigma and the, the shame so more people that need help can actually get help. Mm. And, and it's not, and it's not about, it's not only about the, someone that is suffering. If you're, you know, the, the family and their friends are all suffering, you know, watching it. Yes. That, and that, I think they suffer more because they're not drinking or doing drugs. Like they're still in the role of it where the other person is kind of numb, right? The person who's got the addiction is sort of numb and out of control. And the people around them are feeling everything. They're seeing it. They're feeling it. It's almost and, you like. Know, it's, it's interesting. So, you know, we're, we're filming, um, you know, right now. Yeah. And we we always talk about, you know, we, we always interview the, the parents and the, you know, brothers and sisters. And they were just everyone, everyone, all the parents have the same um, interview. We're waiting for that that call. That, you know, you know, my son and daughter didn't make it. And then, at you know, if it goes on a long time, they're all also saying then we're praying for that that uh, call. So my son and daughter could be at, at peace. And it's, very, I mean, it's so uh, awful that the parents have to go through it and it, it destroys a lot of families, a lot of marriages. Um, and so th that's why we're focusing on the people that have made it. And we also uh, focus on the people that are giving back. And helping other people, I love that. And so you know, and it's in, uh, inspirational that you know these people that were uh, interviewing, they were in the same position that you are right now, and they can make it, and you can make it. Right. And it's you know, and you know, these guys and, and girls are so uh, inspirational to me to see, like you know, they they went there living on the streets, they're doing everything to survive. And now at, at a certain point, they said, all right, I need to uh, get uh, clean. And all of a sudden now they're helping, um, you know, a lot of people. And I it's a, 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 yeah, it's a really nice uh, story. So Stories. here's a question. So there is so many conversations around this. And I've, of course, I'm not asking you as an expert, as you said, you're not a social worker, but I want to know your opinion based on your experience. Would looking at addiction as a whole, would you say that it is a disease or would you say it is a choice or both? <laughs> it's def definitely not a, a choice. It's definitely not a choice. Um, there's a, a lot of other uh, factors. Maybe the mental health uh, drove you to, you know, to uh, self-medicate. Or, you know, like you can be playing, you know, a great athlete and you uh, suffer an injury 
and you you get uh, pain pills, and then you can uh, go through, you know, uh, addiction. We, we we do a lot with um, military and veterans. They didn't do anything wrong. It's the same thing with you know um, first responders. What they see, whether it's first responders or the vets, that you know people are not you know uh, constructed to see what they see, and it takes a, a piece of your your soul. Mm. And you know, so it's P, you know PTSD. There's a lot of things. I, I personally think it's definitely not a, a choice. And no one wants to be captive to uh, a substance. But once you're once you are um, suffering from addiction, you can't you can't just say, "All right, I'm quitting today." You have to have you have to have uh, you know detox. You have to do it uh, you know properly. Otherwise, you you can also die. And, when, and I you know, feel like when, that's. I feel like that's when it becomes a disease right there is when it's it's so out of control that you can't live without it. And then it needs to be treated medically, like step by step, as you're saying, like detox. And, you know, there's certain protocols and things you can't get out of this on your own once you get into it. Um, so you I know, love what it, you're you know, saying a, here. A lot, a lot of people say, you know, it is a disease like, you know, if, if you have cancer. God forbid. Everybody will be, oh, I'm so sorry, and they're going to uh, support you. Well, you know, it, it is the same, you know, with uh, addiction or mental health. You, you, you can't be like, well, you just, you, you know, you uh, made your bed and now you have to live with it. Right. No, it's it's not. They, they need, you know, they need professional and medical, uh, you know, help. And, you know, it's funny you say that now, not funny, but ironic is that when you were talking about the stigma and the shame around these addictions, that's exactly what I thought was what you just said. When people get diagnosed with cancer, they don't have a stigma or shame around that, right? Uh, and so, like, and that's why I was asking, that's actually where I was going, was is it a choice or is it a disease? Uh, some people who haven't had the personal experience with themselves or someone around them will say, well, it's a choice. They can just stop. But, you know, there is a point where it becomes I think it becomes a disease where you can't stop and just like you can't cure cancer on your own. So, you know, there are things you can do to to help yourself or to get healthier, but you you don't have the cure. And so I feel like we need to really start looking at it like that, like it there shouldn't be a stigma. And I agree 100 percent with you're saying about mental health, too. And we just had a therapist on two weeks ago. Uh, and we spoke about mental health and adolescence and suicide and all those things. And I think like if there's these, I think they're all related, right? I think some people commit suicide. Some people go to addiction, like everyone handles things in a different way, but they need to know what they can do. They don't have enough choices and they're not aware of it because as you said, stigma and shame there's not banners all over that say, if you're addicted, call this number. But if you're abused, you can. And if you have cancer, you can. If you have mental illness or you feel like you want to, you know, commit suicide, there's all these numbers for that. But where's the numbers and 
where are the resources for these people? So do you, uh, 100%, do you have an answer? Uh, is there like a resource for addiction that is like a, a national number that people can call? Well, you know, uh, SAMHSA has a, um, it's a uh, national, um, I don't know if it's a department or whatever, but th there is, whether it, whatever uh, community, there's uh, community um, uh, treatment centers, and it, it, you know they're they're there. It, you know it. You know you go to the internet and say, uh, uh, you know, I need help for addiction. That, millions of people will, uh, but you know it, it's also about, um, you know, it, it's you know I, I think first of all when you say well. They can just uh, quit, right? It, 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 th that is not um, an informed decision, or it's not a, a informed uh, opinion. Um, and I think the 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 um, the 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 the, uh, the uh, stat that I heard is almost fifty percent of Americans are directly or indirectly affected by addiction. So maybe, you know, your your son, your daughter, your your cousin has an addiction or you or, you know, and um, so it's not like a, it's a small, like a niche. It's, you know, 50% of the, the people. And when I started uh, my work in uh, addiction, people that that I didn't even know would come up to me like, oh, um, my my cousin, my my son, and it's and it's it has nothing to do with race or um, social economic. It it, it doesn't uh, discriminate at all, yeah. and it's you know, and it's a it's amazing, and I I think we're making great uh, progress, but there's a lot of progress that we need to make especially with uh, fentanyl, you know, killing people. Yeah. So, you know, in, in the old days, you you know, whether you're, you know, uh, if you're using drugs, you're not going to die. But now, you know, every, every time is like a Russian roulette. And, it, and, it's, and it's very sad. And, um, you know, so hopefully they'll, you know, make some progress with that also. Oh, Stu, what a great conversation. I'm going to I'm going to follow up with you and let's see if we can get some kind of national number or something we can okay. put in the show notes, uh, because, as you say, 50 percent. So that means that 50 percent of the listeners that are going to hear this conversation today are being affected by this, whether it's themselves, someone around them, uh, a family member. That's huge. That is such a huge percentage. Well, this has been heart-wrenching, right? And an amazing conversation because we're here to help the people, to impact the world, give them the resources they need, point them in the right direction. So we want to make sure that we're always doing that. And I appreciate you so much for sharing so much of this today. So let's tell our listeners where they can find you. Sure. Um, I have a website, uh, pickcherries.com. And for the uh, Addiction Unplugged, it's um, addictionunplugged.com. And it's um, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at Pick Cherries, 
or uh, Stuart at Addiction Unplugged. If you want to email me. This has been amazing. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend. And it is on Zoom, so super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment, we can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. Well, you know, Stu, on She's Invincible, we promise our listeners we're going to bring them serial entrepreneurs. We're going to spotlight their expert zone of genius. And we're, we did all that today. And thank you so much. We have covered everything from A to Z. You are amazing. Thank you for being invincible, for, for running with those big ideas and for not being afraid to fail or to learn. And you know, that's why you're where you are making the impact and changing lives in the world the way that you are. And I appreciate that so much. You know, seriously, it's great to be with you. And when you, you know, you, you go from day to day, you don't think about what you're doing. But again, you're the best uh, PR uh, woman ever, oh. you know, because, you know, and it, you you have such insightful uh, questions and um deductions that it's uh it's amazing and i I really appreciate being with you and with your uh, community 
Thank you, Stu. And I have to say, in full disclosure, I've had many, many uh, situations with addiction in my life, not with me personally, but as you said, uh, people around you, family members, siblings, all those things. So I feel like I am, a, a you know, I know a lot and I'm a passionate about getting the word out there. And I just felt like you were the one to do it with. But, you know, we're not done because we also promise our listeners that we're going to pull back the curtain and we're going to share the good, the bad and the ugly of this journey. Because the last thing we want them to think is that you're lucky. We want them to know that it wasn't easy, but you did it anyway. But before we do, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to give a shout out to one of our loyal listeners who left us a rating and review on iTunes. So you can take a break for a second, Stu, and I'm just going to share this amazing review. It says life changing podcast. I'm so honored to write this as I was asked to be on this phenomenal podcast as a guest. Tammy is super authentic, positive, and just an all-around amazing person. Oh my gosh, I didn't read this ahead. Uh, with such valuable nuggets of wisdom, and she has the ability to really cheer people on to help them achieve their goals and dreams. And that was submitted by our amazing guest and my rock star friend, Dr. Wazi Salim. So Wazi, thank you so much. You were an amazing guest and thank you so much for that review and those super kind words you gave to me. I received every one of them. And I uh, second that uh, opinion also. <laughs> oh, Stu, you're the best. Oh my gosh. Well, back to you, Stu. Here we go. We have a few minutes left. We're going to run through these stories so people aren't telling you how lucky you are. Let's talk about the good or the greatest part of the journey. Tell me a quick story about that. What has it been so far for you? You know, it's, you know, let's, I, I, there's a, a lot of great stories, but, you know, when I was, when we started uh, Addiction Unplugged, since we're talking about that, and, you know, we did a lot of work. There's a lot of ups and downs, and, you know, it, it took about two years to, you know, uh, get to air. And then, you know, you know, all the, the backstories, you know, and all of a sudden we're watching it on A&E when it uh, premiered. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was just amazing. And uh, Jason Williams, we did a um, episode on him. And he rented a, um, a movie theater on 42nd Street in New York City. And they they probably had like a thousand people. And just to watch the, the show. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is like this is real. And it's a, a really great, like surreal moment. Sur surreal moments. And it's it, it you know, like wow, this is this is real. And it, it, it was just a amazing uh feeling. I and, love that so much. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because you could have gave up, right? You could have said, this is too hard. This is a bad idea. But you did it. You took the that idea from where it was in your mind to a movie theater, right? Absolutely. Oh, man. I love that. Those are my favorite parts of the story. All right. Well, we got to go. We got to go the other way. Now we have to talk about the bad. So share. we're going to save the ugly for last, but just share with us one story 
about the bad part of the journey? Well, again, you know, the the bad is, you know, being an entrepreneur, you have these great, um, you know, in, incredible uh, moments. But, you know, there's also, you know, it's lonely and it's, you know, and there's a lot of things like, oh, my God, I don't know if we're, we're going to survive. And that that that's, you know, ups and downs and the roller coaster. And it, it's I mean, it's it's real. And so, you know, when, when you see a entrepreneur that goes public or something like that, don't 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 uh, forget that he has a lot or she has a lot of um that you know uh bad times that maybe it won't you know everything has to be together it, it, you know all the the lights will be green to be you know go public or get a show on tv or you know whatever you're you're doing but there's a lot of more time that like oh, i don't know if we're going to survive or I need this to to go on. So, you know, it, it's, you know, it the the life of a entrepreneur, it's just not, you know, sunshine and, and kisses. It is a lot of, oh man, I I I need something to to happen. And it's 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 somewhat lonely. And um, you know, it, it's very stressful and very stressful but you know it, in the end this is what i uh, signed up for and uh you know it, it, it's the you know the good and the bad it all comes with it it's a just great big package with a pretty bow isn't it and you yes. know it's so funny that you said that about like when someone goes public don't think like oh they just went public you know they that happens at the end when the lights are green, but the lights are red and yellow all the way through, right? You hit every 100%. red light, every, and, and just when you think you've, you've got it, it, then again, it falls apart. Like there's, there's so much like ebbs and flows of those things. So what would you say in those times of your, you know, innovation as you're innovating and moving into these other places, uh, how do you remind yourself that the reward is so great? What, how do you like, what does Stu say to Stu when Stu's like, I had enough of this crap. <laughs> this is hard and I'm tired. What does Stu say to Stu? Well, listen, I'm always tired and I'm always like, you know, uh, stressed out. But, you know, again, just like when I uh, came back from my stroke, like, you know, there's you you need to go forward and today maybe today is not going to be a great day maybe today every everybody comes down on you but tomorrow is a, a you know the sun will shine and it will rise and okay just you know uh play defense today and you can and you can have some uh pity party you could do whatever you want but tomorrow, it, we're going to start again, and tomorrow is going to be a great day. And, and th that's, you know, and it's, again, you just need to uh, have faith that we're, we're on the, 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 uh, the, the right path. 
and there, there's going to be obstacles and you're going to be so proud of yourself in a month, a year, five years, whatever, that you, you know, navigated th that, um, that, that journey. I love it. I, and it's always going to be bigger and better than you think. Right. So as you like our minds can't comprehend, like, look at the look at your TV show. Look at the work you're doing. I'm sure when you were thinking of it, it wasn't as big as this guy renting a movie theater and having a thousand people uh, or, you know, or launching things like that or pick cherries, having a patent. Like no matter what the plan is, it always comes out better. What does that say? It's quite possible things will turn out better than you can imagine. Oh, my gosh. He just pulled that up on his phone. No, we need to snapshot that and put that with this episode. That's that's what I, you know, uh, when I first work, wake up every morning, that's the first thing that I, you know, say, it, it, you know, it's quite possible that things will turn out better than you can even imagine. And it's most likely, right? Like that, that's the thing. It's like every time you prove it to be true uh, as you keep going. But if you give up, you never find out, right? right, right. You never and, and, find but, out. And you also, you, you, maybe it's not going to be today. You, you never know, you know, the, the timing is, you know, the, the universe gives you the timing. Right, right. All in due time. But yes, but you, know, you have to keep going because if right. you give up, it never happens, right? So would you rather happen next month or never? Like these right. are the choices. Like you got to push hard just a little bit more. I love that you do that. All right. We're going ugly, Stu. We have just a few minutes. So let's go ugly. Let's tell them Stu Goffman's ugly story. You know, I, I've been very fortunate, very fortunate to have great partners and supporters and everybody that um, have been very um got my my ideas and runs with me every once in a while you have uh bad partners and you know it's just amazing to me that you're you know you're you know i, I like to share like you know it, it's not really fun if it's just me you know having a you know great moment i want to share it with everybody and then there's some you know, bad people that I've been in uh, business with that, you know, it, it's been a, uh, I guess the bad and the ugly are almost um, combined. You know, you know, when you have a bad par uh, partner, it's awful. And you have to, you know, you need to get rid of it as, you know, fast as uh, possible so you can have a, a positive uh, journey. Mm. So do you have any advice on getting rid of a bad partner as soon as possible? Just in case we have anyone out there listening. I'm sure there's a lot issue. of people listening that yeah. have uh, bad partners. You, you just need to, like, you know, not uh, sugarcoat it in your mind, like not to rationalize it. You need to uh, get the, the cancer out of your system as, as quickly as uh, possible. I love that. And that's out of your business system, guys. That's what he's talking about. Is getting, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that gets into your business and then it just keeps on going, just like cancer, if you imagine, goes through a body. And so, wow. So be careful, right? And would you, I'm sure you would recommend 
having legal agreements, not just shaking hands today, uh, but having an exit plan in case it doesn't work out that's legally binding and in place before you enter the, the agreement, right? Like I think like as you enter it, you need to have an exit plan in case you need it. The worst time to try to get one together is when things are already a mess. So Absolutely. it's good to agree as you're going in and you're excited and thinking, this is not going to go wrong, right? Then all of a sudden the wheels are off the bus, the boss, the bus is off the road on fire. Uh, and now you're trying to figure out how to gracefully back out. So I think like covering ourselves is such a big thing. And I'm sure that that worked for you as well. Um, but it's a hard thing, right? Oh, it's it's a uh, very uh, painful. Yes. And it costs a lot of money. Uh, there's so many things to it that I would say it's so much easier to make sure you have the right business partner before you enter into that, uh, than to find out halfway through you don't. So slow down, don't rush into anything. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is right. Stu? Absolutely. <laughs> All the signs, right. The, the sirens are going and we ignore it because we have this big dream and we get taken with it. We're seduced. And, uh, and so that's it. Well, this has been the most amazing conversation. It it goes with your quote. It's even better than I had even planned. I That's have loved this. I will bring you back again. We will have more conversations sometime this year about other amazing things and get an update on what's going on. But I just want to remind our listeners, all the links are in the show notes. Be sure to go onto your phone and download the free Pick Cherries app. You'll know it's the Pick Cherries because there are two beautiful cherries in the icon. Uh, but download that app. Uh, make your playlist. If you're a host, you can apply to have your show on there. We'd love to have you. I'm there. Many of my students that have come through the podcast school are on there. And we would love to, to hang out with you in that community and share your podcast as well as ours. So, Stu, thank you. Thank you for everything. Is there any last final word you want to say? No, just thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. And to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but listen, just get back up face down on the ground. I know it. I know you feel like you can't do it, but I'm telling you right now you can do it, but you need to decide and get back up. Think about Stu in his 30s having a stroke, being totally disabled and having to make a decision. Am I going to do this after three months of laying there? Am I going to live like this for the rest of my life? Or am I going to get back up? Look at the difference he's making in the world. What are you going to do with your life? It starts with the decision. Get back up and you start chasing your dreams because you are here for a reason and you can do anything. Thank you for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show, submit a rating and review and share us with your friends. If you would like to chat to see if you can attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting, please book a free call with me at camilehman.com. I can't wait to meet you.